0: but I'm joined by new Kerala MLA and the person who's been selected now to be the new speaker of the Kerala Assembly. I mean, uh, this is MB Rajesh. He used to be the Lok Sabha speaker and uh, he, of course, uh, fought a very tough battle in the constituency of Palakkar uh, and he emerged victorious and he's part of the new team that Chief Minister Pinarayi Vijayan has chosen and announced today that is going to be sworn in on the 20th of this month. But as we look at the new team, and of course, as we all know, Kerala government and the left government there has created history of sorts because we've always seen for the last 30 years, we've always seen the incumbent government being voted out and the opposition coming in. And the left, in a way, bucked that years and decades long trend this time around when they came back to power. And many said that the reason why Pinarayi Vijayan's government came back to power was the way it dealt with calamities, the pandemic and also the floods that Kerala saw. The pandemic's handling has now become quite a talking point on a day like today because the person, the face of Kerala's pandemic handling has been KK Shailija, the health minister. And yet, while she got the largest margin with 60,000 votes, it was the largest victory margin that we saw in Kerala. Today, she was not picked to be part of the chief minister's team. Now, it's got a lot of people even within the left saying that this is wrong, that it's unfair. It may even be a patriarchal decision that wants to keep women down, that she was seen to be a threat, and that is why she's been left out of the new team. So to talk about all of that, we will be talking to MB Rajesh, but before I start talking to him and get a perspective on how he sees this, because remember, as I said, there are voices within the left as well that are critical of this decision, before I start talking to him, let's just hear what the health minister, what the former health minister and Shelaja teacher, what she said about this decision today. Yes, uh, it's a very good thing that uh, a new cabinet is uh, coming now because everyone should get opportunity. There are so many eminent personalities in our party and they should also get the opportunity. Party uh, decided me to become the minister last time and uh, I worked hard for that post and uh, I am very satisfied on that. There there were so many issues during these five years and uh, I can work uh, with the cabinet uh, and all my colleagues and uh, Honourable Chief Minister and that's a very good experience for me. But there are so many other people also, and they should also get opportunity in that way. It is a very good decision. So K.K. shelaja or Shelejah teacher, as she's known, not sounding upset at all over there. But many feel that maybe because she is hemmed in by her party diktat. So to get an understanding of this issue, I want to go across to M.B. Rajesh. M.B. Rajesh, first of all, congratulations on your win and not just in your constituency, but of the government as well. And congratulations. What do you feel about this new role uh, from being a very vocal kind of MP? Now you've become a feisty. You, you, know, you ran for the MLA elections. And now that you are going to be speaker, what do you think about this new role?
1: Thank you, Sunetra. This new role as speaker of Kerala Assembly is an important role. I uh, hope that I can discharge uh, the new responsibility assigned to me by the party. Uh, My 10 years of parliamentary experiences in Lok Sabha uh, will be helpful for me in discharging of uh, Kerala Assembly. I will try to uphold the rights of each NWD member. Yes, I agree. A speaker should not be part of uh, uh, party politics. So I won't be part of uh, any politics, but I will be definitely uh, uh, part of political activity beyond the limited arena of party politics.
0: So, Ladesh, I want to come first of all to the issue which, which is trending on Twitter. First, tell us where you stand on it. You know, because I know that you as a member of the CPM have also been one of those people who's very, very popular in, in you know, in media debates, uh, in explaining Kerala's position okay. to all the media in Delhi and other places. So are we wrong in getting this whole Shailaja teacher situation? Why has she been dropped?
1: See, Conrad uh, Shailaja teacher was um, an excellent minister. She did a wonderful job in last five years as the health minister. And uh, especially in uh, dealing with the COVID situation. But in fact, uh, it was a teamwork. And it was uh, headed by both the chief minister and Shailaja teacher as health minister. So it was a uh, complete teamwork led by the entire government. Uh, both of them had uh, key roles in uh, our fight against COVID. As health minister, uh, Shailaja teacher has played an important role. but. Uh, See, in a Communist Party, your parliamentary responsibility is uh, not a permanent responsibility. Communist Party will uh, give you responsibilities uh, in various fields. For uh, our party, extra parliamentary work is also important. So we had, uh, before elections, we had put a term, uh, this uh, norm for candidates. Many important leaders, including the finance minister, who uh, is known as one of the best finance ministers in the country, Uh, he did not get a uh, third... uh, him for contesting elections. Not because he was uh, not, uh, he was a uh, bad minister. He was an excellent minister. But still, when a norm is introduced and when a norm is implemented, that will be applicable to each and every leader irrespective of his uh, stature. So that is uh, what the communist party is. So that is why many senior leaders, many senior ministers uh, were not uh, contested again, were not fielded, fielded again by the party in the elections. comrade Shailaja was fielded in the elections. This time, uh, the entire cabinet uh, was replaced by new faces. Except that Chief Minister, all the other twelve ministers are new faces. And in this process, yes, Shailaja Teacher will be given new responsibilities uh, in in party organizations. So she is part of party organisation. She is a member of our party central committee. We have very few women members in party central committee, and we uh, she is uh, one of an, uh, one of uh, one of those members in our party central committee. So she will be active in party work. She will be very active in discharging uh, her organisational responsibilities.
0: Rajesh, we knew as soon as, uh, you know, the finance minister was not given a ticket. And of course, his job was also, he'd also done a good job, you know, this entire thing about uh, giving welfare schemes and reaching out to the people who are needed, you know, that's something that the finance ministry did. So when he wasn't given a ticket, it became very clear that that was the ideology. Don't you think that in Shailaja teacher's case, there was no such indication? Because she was perioded and everyone expected her to continue because it was part of the whole continuity of the health ministry and of this portfolio.
1: See, uh, those who are surprised or shocked or uh, those who feel unexpected, uh, uh, they are unaware of the uh, norms of Communist Party. They uh, often compare Communist Party with other uh, bourgeois political parties. For other bourgeois political parties, parliamentary work is uh, important. That is the sole responsibility uh, in, in their political activity. But for a Communist Party, parliamentary work uh, is not the sole uh, responsibility uh, or is not the sole uh, political activity uh, for communists. So that is why she was replaced uh, by... Uh, another three uh, members. I think uh, this time we are going to have uh, three uh, women members in the cabinet, the highest ever number in the history of Kerala. Uh, out of 21, three are women. So in, uh, last time it was only two. This time the number of uh, women uh, cabinet ministers, uh, we have increased it to, uh, to three. But, unless you have to admit. And, and the... as far as the question of yeah. continuity, as far as the yeah. question of continuity, see, uh, the continuity is ensured. Uh, not by a single individual. Continuity is ensured ins- by the uh, system itself. The chief minister was uh, very much part of this uh, fight against COVID. Chief minister himself uh, led this fight along with the health minister. The chief minister is continuing. So the continuity is ensured.
0: So why? So if that is the case, which the left embodies, that the individual, like you said, that those concepts are bourgeois of the individual being important, then many people on social media are saying by that logic, you should have a totally new, young chief ministerial face as well. Why is Pinaray Vijayan back there if she is the person? Because you have to admit this is not something which going in, which we saw in the finance minister's case. This is not something which was announced in advance that she will not be Finan- health minister again. We'll have a completely new one. So, going by your logic, uh, why? What about you know? What would you say to the criticism that even Pinaray Vijayan should you know let a younger leader take his place as the CM?
1: See, Comrade Pinaray Vijayan himself. Uh, had stated that the two-term norm is applicable to him also. He is uh, he has no exception from this two-term norm. No. Even at the time of uh, the candidate finalization, he had uh, said this. So, in a Communist Party, every individual uh, has to abide by the party decision. Party decisions are applicable to each and every uh, leader of a party, irrespective of their stature, or irrespective of uh, in which uh, forum of party they are working. Uh, I would like to remember, uh, when uh, I would like to uh, remind you Uh, when Jodi Basu uh, was requested by all other opposition parties to become the Prime Minister. So, party decided otherwise and he uh, accepted that decision.
0: But it was also called, he also called it a historic blunder, right? And that is something which historians have also admitted in retrospect. Wouldn't you agree with that, Rajesh?
1: That's something different, but he accepted the party decision.
0: Yes, he accepted and of course, like we said, that she accepted as well. She has also accepted. But you know, can you clarify on the two terms? Like, are you saying if indeed that she didn't qualify? Because you're saying that she's had another term and this would have been her second term. Then why was she given a ticket?
1: Yeah, she uh, see, she was uh, fielded as candidate for a second term. But when we decided that an entire new team uh, should be there as ministers, uh, then that norm is applicable to Comrade Shailaja as well. When we are replacing other ministers, all other uh, six ministers, I think uh, six ministers will replace. How can we accept uh, uh, HM Conrad Shailaja alone? So, a decision is applicable to uh, every minister, a decision is applicable to every party member, a norm is applicable to uh, every uh, member of our party so that is why she was
0: replaced. Okay, let's take a different point. You talk about the fact that, for the first time, Kerala has three women in a 21-member cabinet. This is the first time in history. Now, Kerala is also known for being the, you know, because it's the most literate states, very high literacy levels, almost 100% literacy levels. Why is it, you know, there was, for example, you had the Canadian Prime Minister in 2015 talk about the fact that there were half women and half men in the cabinet. When people asked him, how come you have equal number of men and women? He said, it's 2015. That's how it should be. Why is it in 2021, you are still Saying that having three women in the cabinet, MB Rajesh, is an achievement.
1: See, I, uh, I won't claim that that's a, uh, that's enough or that's sufficient. Yes, uh, we should have more uh, women ministers in the cabinet, and let's hope that after five years or after ten years, we will have uh, we can fulfil this dream of uh, uh, half of a cabinet will be women.
0: I wanted to ask you that many people are drawing comparisons with one of those founding members of the left government in Kerala. That's Gauria Ma, who died recently um, in May earlier this month. She died. And many are pointing out that the similarities are very, very uh, eerie. The fact that even she, while in the rise up, in the read up to the elections in 1987, uh, she was led to believe that she is going to be chief minister. And then when it didn't happen, she was very upset. Uh, so that way it's different and then it led to her eventual ex- exit from the party even though she was an accomplished leader and an accomplished politician. What would you say to those people that it's Gauri Amba part two?
1: See, even uh, the Gauri Amba part one, your your uh, interpretation is wrong. <laughs> See, Gauri Amma was our uh, senior most leader. She had made uh, uh, sacrifices for our party for the moment and uh, she was a minister for six terms. Subsequently, she... Uh, uh, left front, she quit our party, then she joined UDF, even though she was a minister uh, for six terms. And she was the first ever women minister in Kerala. So, party had uh, given all considerations and accommodations to her in uh, parliamentary responsibilities.
0: But she wanted to be chief minister though,
1: that is. Yeah, At that time, uh, party decided uh, someone else as uh, chief minister.
0: I want you to speak not as a CPM MLA right now, but as someone who's just commenting. Because, you know, a lot of people within your party are also saying maybe an exception should be made. Do you think that in this 21st century, at this time, when all parties are said to be evolving, and seeing that your party had a great run and, you know, achievement and victory in Kerala, but has performed very poorly in West Bengal, would you like to tell me that what is the kind of change that you feel your party needs to embrace itself or to prepare itself for the challenges that are now there?
1: See, uh, as far as Kerala is concerned, uh, our party uh, and the government led by our party should focus on implementing the left alternative. Yes, uh, I agree that alternative policies of the left cannot be completely implemented within the limits uh, of a state government, uh, within the limited power of a state government. And a state government can uh, act only within the framework of national policies and uh, national uh, framework. Uh, But still, the last five years of experiences of LDF government in Kerala uh, has proved that within these limitations, an alternative policy can be implemented. This result, this uh, huge victory for LDF is is an approval of those policies. So what we should do is to uh, focus on those alternative policies. Secondly, uh, we have to strengthen our political activity. We have to uh, arrest that tendency of rightward shift which is taking place throughout the country. Uh, And uh, we have to intensify our political and ideological work. Uh, thirdly, we have to train and uh, promote a young uh, leadership uh, at all levels of the party. So that is why this time a young team was replaced as ministers. A, a young team was uh, brought in as ministers.
0: Would you like to address the fact that why do we have the chief minister's son-in-law in cabinet? I know that he's a party see, person, but aren't there just the whole idea of it of having this you know son-in-law and the father-in-law as the boss? Doesn't this isn't this improper?
1: See. Uh, he is not chief minister's. Uh, he he uh, was in the party even before he becomes the became the uh, son-in-law of chief minister. So you can you should not. Uh undermine his contributions to party. You should not undermine uh, his role in the party uh, by merely addressing him as uh, son-in-law of chief minister. He was uh, my colleague in student movement and youth movement. We together uh, fought uh, many struggles. Uh, we were part of many struggles in student movement and youth movement. He is currently the president of Democratic Youth Federation of India and he was contested in Lok Sabha election in 2009 when I first contested my Lok Sabha election. He was a candidate from Calicut uh, and he was a state committee. He is a state committee member of a party. He became state committee member uh, much before he became the son-in-law of chief minister. So you should not uh, undermine a person uh, whose political uh, tradition and uh, whose contributions to a party has been much valuable.
0: I don't mean to undermine, of course, mohammed Raees, and I understand that he's been a major, you know, his contributions, whatever they may be. However, uh, MB Rajesh, you have to, wouldn't you admit that, as we've seen in the Trumps, uh, you know, you've seen in the Trump administration when they had Jared Kushner uh, in the White House as part of the White House staff, it's something, no one can be expected to treat everyone fairly if one of them is their own relative, is their own son-in-law. So would you accept that there are grey areas. Even if you say that, yes, indeed, but if Pinarayvichan is the boss over there, how can he be treating all 21 members of his cabinet equally when one of them is actually his son-in-law? Why is this different from the Jared Kushner and Donald Trump situation?
1: I'm surprised to uh, uh, listen to your comparison uh, with Trump administration. That's the only I, That's no, the only,
0: That's the the only. only uh, example I could think of where the father-in-law was the boss. You know, that's why
1: I... I, I, I in that respect. Ex- I have already explained it. Comrade Muhammad Riaz was... Uh, inducted into our party state committee, much before he became uh, the son-in-law of chief minister.
0: Sure, sure, I'm not not questioning his qualities. I'm asking you, how will the CM treat all the members in the same manner when one of them is actually his son-in-law, is what I'm asking you.
1: CM is uh, guided by the politics and ideology of a party. And CM is also uh, uh, guided by party's uh, organizational principles and party discipline. So there is no question of uh, uh, giving any special consideration for any uh, minister in the cabinet.
0: Okay. Day after tomorrow is the swearing-in ceremony, MB Rajesh. There were concerns of many that why you are going to be keeping your, you know, uh, you know, all said that it's going to be socially distant. But many are pointing out why do you need 500 people at a swearing-in at this time when we are going through such a terrible second wave?
1: See, uh, number one, the venue of uh, the swearing-in ceremony is uh, Central Stadium, which has a seating capacity of 50,000. In a venue which has a capacity of 50,000, we are, we, are, we are expecting only 500. So, uh, the social distancing is ensured. All uh, arrangements to uh, ensure COVID protocol uh, has been made. Secondly, uh, even this 500, this is a maximum. We don't think that even the 500 people will attend. This is the maximum limit. Only those who are unavoidable uh, have been invited. And we are expecting only those who are unavoidable to this uh, swearing-in ceremony.
0: Final question. How are you going to ensure, after being such a committed comrade and member of the left party, how you know, what are you training yourself to handle being bipartisan in the Assembly?
1: See, uh, in order to be a bipartisan in the assembly, you, you need not sacrifice your ideology or politics. So, there is no question of sacrificing or compromising my ideology or politics. But at the same time, uh, I can uh, be bipartisan in the assembly. I can ensure uh, the rights of each and every uh, member uh, in the assembly. A speaker should act in a way uh, in the assembly that he uh, equally considers both treasury benches and opposition. So, I uh, I'm hopeful that my parliamentary experience, uh, 10 years of parliamentary experience, will be helpful for me in uh, ensuring uh, that I, I protect the rights of all MLAs in
0: assembly. Emir Rajesh, thank you so much for speaking with Hindustan Times and patiently answering all our questions. Thank you. Thank you.